We just got back from talking to people we don't know about abortion, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are created equal, and we're inviting you to debrief with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Lexi. Hey, everyone. It's Seth again. And Lexi, today our conversation is important because we talk a lot about what to say, but it's also important to discuss how to say it and what it means when you see someone's mind shifting on abortion. And that's today's topic. And joining us today, we have Ian. He is our director of programs. He went on the first ever Justice Ride um, and has been working full time with Creative Cool for six years now. He's also um, one of our biggest pranksters in the office, <laughs> also Truth. one of the biggest jokesters um, as well. So I don't know, you may be getting a little bit of a glimpse of that in the next 20 minutes. Um, we'll have to find out. But thank you, Ian, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And so we were just at Columbus State Community College this past week, or I guess it was yesterday. So we're going to be talking about a conversation that you have. But something unique about this outreach was we had the Jumbotron um, TV with us, which displays videos and photos of abortion victims. And so that definitely adds another element. Um, just give them, Ian, a little bit of an idea about the difference between showing somebody a video of an abortion being done versus just showing them a photo. Um, yeah, I think, well, when we talk about photos and people seeing photos, they say that those um, give someone a thousand words mm -hmm. and uh, a video, I can only imagine, like magnifies that. So when you're on outreach and you're standing next to the signs and people are seeing those for the first time, they're amazed. But then once they see videos that are on a huge um, TV screen in front of them and they're watching a baby that's being pulled um, apart limb by limb, uh, they're much more shocked. And you can just see, and you will in this video of the guy, um, his uh, jaw just dropping to the floor. Yeah. And I also like it because they can't tell you, oh, it's Photoshop. Like it's a legitimate video where you're watching everything um, happen. So I think that also plays to our benefit. You know, while we were at Columbus State, because I was there yesterday with you, Ian, and I was talking to Tori on our team, and she was saying something similar because, you know, we stand by these signs all the time. The Jumbotron doesn't go out quite as frequently. And she and I were talking about how we feel when we see the video. And even us who have seen the pictures many, many times watching the video has some extra power to it. When you see an actual baby ripped apart, mm -hmm. something so disgusting, it strikes to your heart in a way that still pictures don't quite do. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So other than, well, I guess in addition to showing people the victims of abortion through video um, yesterday, what were some other things that were going on during that outreach? Um, well, we were just having a lot of conversations. Uh, Columbus State is only at 40% capacity, but it seemed like every student that was there was like stopping to talk to our team, um, which awesome. is really cool. And so we had a lot of really good conversations and um, we had a volunteer join us and it was her first outreach with us. So she's considering joining us for um, the justice ride and she uh, had a really good experience. Um, the awesome. girl that she was paired up with, they had four people tell them that they changed their mind on abortion uh, just during the, the outreach that happened yesterday. That's great. And if anybody wants to know any more about the justice ride or is interested in coming on the justice ride, um, that's our week long trip down to Florida. Go to justiceride.org um, and definitely apply for that. Um, but what I wanted to also ask you before we kind of get into this clip was um, when you're talking to somebody, um, how do you kind of get them to focus on the video as you're speaking to them? Um, I just try and ask them questions about what they're seeing on the screen mm -hmm. uh, or pointing towards it. Um, a lot of times when people are walking through campus, uh, they're looking down at their phones. They've got their yeah. earbuds in. So I always try and use my hands to like get out in front of them so that they see what I'm pointing them towards. Because sometimes they'll pick up, they'll take the brochure from us and they're like, oh, what's this about? And 
Um, it's like, well, look around you and then you'll see a bunch of signs that <laughs> yeah. show the aftermath of abortion or they'll show prenatal development. So in this conversation, I was just trying to constantly be turning him back towards what he was seeing. Um, so we stood right in front of the jumbotron and I just kept pointing to the the TV screen and you know, asking him about the baby that he was seeing there. Okay. Um, so I think that's the strongest piece of evidence that we have against abortion. Mm-hmm. And so once they're looking that in the eyes, it's um, so much more compelling than anything that I'm going to say. To that point, I think, Lexi, just for our listeners, it's good. For, we should drop in the show notes for them links where they can see the Jumbotron in action because mm-hmm. we want to kind of see what Ian's talking about. So that'll be in there for you. Drop down below. You can watch it for yourself. For sure. And I think with that being said, let's get into the first clip. We have two clips to show y'all. So let's play the first one. And then, Ian, I would like you to kind of like um, go over what we are just we're just listening to. How's it going? How are you doing? Good. Do you have any thoughts on abortion? Um. No, I try to keep. I try to keep my opinion away from stuff like that. Yeah, what do you think? Is, does that look right or wrong, though? I mean, it looks wrong, but at the yeah. same time, you really can't tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body. Oh, I agree with that. But but that's another body, though, right? You can see another another head there. You can see all the body parts there. That's important. Yeah, that's what happens. His jaw just drops. We, our listeners can't see this, but what we're seeing is, you can see it on our stories, we'll try to put it on Instagram, but um, his jaw is dropping. What do you think about that after looking at it? Does it change the way you think about it at all? Speechless. He's just speechless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. He's just... Yeah. He doesn't know what to say <laughs> at all. So, Ian, I guess before we play the second clip to that, um, what was going on kind of in your mind as to what a follow-up after he's not really saying anything kind of in shock? Um, I like to let people just kind of sit and think mm-hmm. about what they're seeing um, for a little bit before I jump in because that's usually when something more profound is going to happen in their mind anyways. Yeah. Um, and so I like to let them just sit and think about what they're seeing. Um, so when he first walked up, he's actually looking at a picture of a 15-week-old aborted baby. Um, and so you see the baby's face there. And so he doesn't initially see the jumbotron because it's a little bit off to his right. And so he's looking at the the picture of the the 15 week old baby. And so I'm pointing out the baby's head. And then I say, "What about those body parts?" Um, and that's when he looks over at the TV and he sees it and mm-hmm. he's really shocked with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then just I just wanted him to be able to watch a little bit because when I see those videos, even though I see them all the time, like I was watching one last night and it made me cry again. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about the humanity of the baby and what's being happened, what's happening to them. I think it's important to pause there because that whole idea of like not filling the space with your own words is super important for anyone who wants to be uh, an effective communicator and defender of babies because so often we feel compelled to fill the silence. But that's just our noise screaming at the person, mm-hmm. right? Not screaming, but going into their mind. That's far less important. I think Ian's exactly right. than their actual wheels turning in their minds as they see the evidence. So anyone listening, take a page from Ian's book here on in this that sometimes bite your tongue, let them think, right? That's super important. Yeah, it's definitely a lesson that, you know, I have to learn a lot because I'm a very Same. big talker. So <laughs> just shut up. Lexi is probably the things that should be going through. <laughs> we'll my get that mind trending now. Hashtag time. shut up Lexi, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Um, okay, let's play the second clip to that. They're human beings, just like you and I. They're different in a lot of ways, but we share our humanity with them. So you feel like the woman was raped and she feel like she didn't want to see the child because that's of a rape victim, you know. If, so the woman has the baby, right? Sometimes the baby can go through some traumatizing things. You know, so you show like, oh, 
you ever see watching the Jordan Mons, the Law and Order, how a rape victim, and how they would treat their child because not really theirs, and that was him part of them. Is there, is there a worse way to treat someone than by doing that? By tearing them apart? Okay, Ian, so catch us up. It might have been kind of hard for our listeners to hear what he was saying. It was kind of hard to catch all his audio. So can you paraphrase what he was saying, your response, and also what has happened between the point from him being shocked to now this conversation? What has been going on? Kind of narrate what happened for people. Yeah, so at this point he's um, talking about uh, women who have been raped and conceive a child through that. And um, so he's saying that they shouldn't, they shouldn't um, have to have that child uh, because of the circumstances that they've gone through. So he initially was kind of saying, he was going back and forth and he just kept saying like previously to that, that what he was seeing was awful and that it was gruesome, but that it should still should be a choice that people should uh, be allowed to have and um, because it's a part of the woman's body. And so we had gone through that and why it wasn't a part of the woman's body. And so then at this point, he's talking about, he mentions uh, seeing things on law and order and criminal minds, mm. um, how uh, rape victims treat their their children. And so why asking, like, why should a child have to go through that? And then you point it again back to the screen, right? So that's, I think, the most important second point here that you keep going back to the most important evidence. Your words are helpful here. We recognize that we are there for a reason to communicate, but we can't communicate in the same with the same, well, we can't convey the truth in the same way a picture or video can, right? So what I love about when I was watching this is seeing his jaw drop, and then but he's like, he's coming back with, wait, 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 wait what about this, right? So he saw the reality, yeah. abortion's wrong, admitted it's gruesome, but he's still, he's like, co- his, he has his coping mechanisms, how to defend his worldview as he's seeing the contrast between truth and his worldview. And I've seen people stuck in that a lot. So this is what's frustrating, though. For you, someone trying to walk him through this, is that how do you walk people through that when they're saying, okay, I know what's right, seeing the truth, but I also know what I believe. How do you navigate that with someone? I think it's just hard because um, we all have things that we hold really dearly in our mind. We have beliefs that we hold to really strongly. And so a lot of times I know for me, I'm a stubborn person and I'm prideful and I really don't want to admit that I'm wrong to someone else. But also it gets to a time where you don't know how to respond and you don't know what evidence that you could give to uh, contradict what someone's saying. And I think that's kind of where he's at is that he knows intuitively that what abortion does is wrong because he's seeing it. And obviously you can't hear this, but the whole time that he's talking there, he just keeps looking back at the screen. He keeps looking back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just can't stop. And I think that's because his conscience has been pricked and he knows that something's wrong with abortion. And so it's hard for us to justify uh, the views that we have with what we're seeing when we're being faced with something new for the first time. I mean, truth is compelling, right? So, I mean, you guys probably remember your first time seeing video. I remember years ago they had video of of the um, concentration camps being... Um, uh, liberated, right? People walking mm-hmm. out of them and they were colorized and it was just this shocking video I could not turn my face away from. Like, there's something compelling about that. You cannot move away from it. You have a way of trying to, again, maybe try to write it off in your mind, but it speaks to your heart in a way that your mind can't cut off. Well, I think it's really interesting, though, I, when going back to the fact that um, he was recognizing how gruesome abortion was, but then also and also recognizing how terrible it is when mothers treat their born children badly by abusing them or whatever it may be. But then he also wouldn't let go of abortion in general, um, saying that, well, since it is gruesome, since it is bad, um, and since abusing born children are bad, but abortion is still okay. So what do you do in that instance when they're kind of holding to contradictory viewpoints, which 
we talk to people like that every single day. <laughs> but what do you do, Seth, when that is taking place? Well, I think what I love about what Ian did in this conversation, I think our listeners should learn from this, is that we feel this pressure to close the sale, right? And I do love asking at the end of a conversation, does this make you feel differently about abortion, think differently? That is important to know if they're moving, but it's not about us saying, okay, check, they're now pro-life, right? What really matters is genuine change happens. Mm -hmm. Genuine change is often very, very slow. It's something that comes over time as they reflect on what they saw, reflect on what they hear. And so I think kind of just gradually making sure that they're moving in the right direction is what matters more than did I end the conversation with a, a quote-unquote changed mind. We want to yeah. know if, if they admit that, that's great, but that's less important than is genuine change happening. When I watch this and see him wrestling with his worldview, walking away with, as Greg Kokel puts it, that pebble in your shoe, I mean, this guy's walking away really uncomfortable now. Like you saw, like, um, him kind of getting comfortable and like looking back at the screen over and over again, something's bothering him. I see that as a as, uh, success. Yeah. I think it's interesting how we've like brought up criminal minds and stuff like that because I watch like crime shows too, but I look at them, I guess, from a different viewpoint and from him like talking through abortion and talking to you, that's something that came up in his mind to mention and is a reason why he would be for abortion. So um, I guess, I mean, that's a really good thing too whenever they give you something like that when they're saying, well, yes, um, abortion should be okay because what if the child was conceived in rape and the mom was going to hurt them? What do you do um, in that circumstance? I know you talked to him after that, but what are some things that you can tell people um, who are justifying abortion because the mothers may mistreat the children afterwards? Um, well, I kind of I kind of got to it in the mm-hmm. uh, conversation just by um, asking him what was worse, uh, a child being yeah. abused or a child being torn apart piece by piece, right? Um, Because uh, when we see abuse, we should step in and stop it when we have that opportunity. When we know that someone's being abused and we don't do anything, that's wrong for us to not do anything. We should stop and and help the person that's being abused and get them out of that situation. But there isn't a worse form of abuse than having um, your parts be torn off of your body, your limbs being torn off, Mm -hmm. being decapitated, or through pill abortion, being suffocated and starved. There's nothing worse than that and it's just because people can't see the victims of abortion that they say that um, abuse of a child is going to be worse for them because they don't really understand the horror of what's really happening with abortion. Okay, so let's pause right there because that's, I think, really important. So, and this um, has this gentleman, this young man, you don't have his name, do you know his name? Darnell. As Darnell started to kind of understand that, what was going on, understand what abortion is, he seems like the kind of person who has compassion for other people, right? And so if he saw a kid being beaten up, I think he would intervene on that kid's behalf, right? There is still this just this dehumanization that we have set preborn babies aside as somehow different, right? So the video is clearly compelling for reaching his heart in a way that words cannot. Is there anything we can do tactically with our dialogue to kind of keep reaching someone's heart in a way that can uh, augment or help the video, and not help the video, but um, keep pushing them in a way to open their hearts to preborn babies? It's a good question, Seth. And do you have the answer to it? Because I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I think we talk a lot about like trotting out the toddler. I'm sure that's something that you guys have talked about. Um, and so I did try and, and bring up situations that he would recognize to be wrong. Um, and so I brought up the case of a one-year-old and just asked him, you know, would it have been okay for a mother to kill her one-year-old because of the circumstances that you're saying? And he agreed that, no, we need to step in and protect the one-year-old. So I try and always just make... Um, uh, give them some way for them to realize or to see um, how the preborn child is is different, but it's also 
still a human being that's being killed um, and help them be able to see that in a real world situation that they could put themselves into. I think I also talk to people a lot and ask them, well, would you do that to somebody? Would you um, tear them apart limb by limb? Would you be able to um, ha- commit an abortion um, on somebody um, just because they're in that circumstance? Or do you think that that is a moral good to perform an abortion on somebody just because they were conceived in rape? Um, and a lot of times people will say like, no, well, I wouldn't want to do that. And then you can ask them, why would you not want to do that? If it was a moral good or if somebody desperately needed this surgery and you had the ability to perform it, then why wouldn't you perform it, right? But because you recognize intuitively recognize that that is a wrong they would say no and they'd be horrified like who would actually want to tear apart babies limb by limb not even pro-abortion um doctors want to do that so the intuition i think is important lexi so um, with the jumbotron at columbus state or even recently with just the pictures we were at bowling green also this week bowling green state university it's just so intriguing to me how people are so upset by these yet they say abortion is not a big deal right Mm -hmm. so you can't have it both ways either abortion is gruesome it's wrong for a reason it's immoral or we shouldn't care people keep saying they're triggered by it well if you're triggered by these images it signifies there's something traumatic that happens with abortion something wrong with it so i think it's very interesting how people they again back to this point of like being caught between reality and your worldview. The pro-choice worldview is that there's no problem with abortion. It's not a big deal. Any medical procedure, it's just like anything else. And yet there's all this. This guy's jaw dropping. Darnell's jaw dropping. Protesters getting mad when they see it. Clearly, there's something disgusting about abortion. Mm-hmm. Nothing like the jumbotron can expose that. What do you say, Seth? Whenever people say to you, "Well, if you were showing any medical procedure, I would think it's gross." Well, I've asked them. So like, okay, it might be gross, right, to see open heart surgery, but it's not traumatizing, right? You mm-hmm. don't feel any kind of guilt or shame. I love asking people, how do you feel when you see these pictures? Mm-hmm. And the words I hear are sad, um, guilty, shameful, ashamed, like that kind of thing. These are very moral words that convey something wrong happened. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that that's I think people say things like, oh, well, it's just a, it's just a surgery. And if you had any um, body parts, bloody body parts, I would be so horrified. But then why are you having such an emotional reaction to it? You may be really grossed out by something like I am a, I can't handle blood and stuff like that. So <laughs> I would be really grossed out by anything, um, but I wouldn't have the same like sadness because I'm not seeing a child who is killed through abortion. So Ian, what is something that you... How do you think about this, I guess, is a better way to preface it. But when people are able to see not only the victims of abortion, but also or in photos, but also in videos, do you see like a difference in how um, they react? We definitely saw his jaw drop. But is it normal to have that sort of reaction when you're talking to people and they're able to see the videos of live abortions taking place? I think it is. Um think it's not normal if he didn't have that type of reaction Mm -hmm. um like if we we were walking uh sometimes i try and put myself in the position of people who've never seen abortion before and if i was on a college campus as a student today and i walked outside my dorm room and i saw these pictures Mm -hmm. how would i respond and i would hope that i would see what was going on and be shocked like darnell was um like i would hope that that would be something that would horrify me and that i um am not so hardened uh, towards, um, fellow humans that I, that I wouldn't feel anything towards them. But unfortunately that's just the case for a lot of people. They, they feel nothing when they see those pictures. Um, and so that's why I think when you have something that's moving on a larger screen that, 
um, it really impacts people in a, a deeper way. I think it's so well said. I agree that I, I true, I too try, uh, sorry. <laughs> we'll cut it's that okay. out, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe not. Anyhow, so I too think about putting myself in their shoes and thinking about like Darnell, uh, how would I react if I came face to face with undeniable evidence that something I believe is not true? I believe abortion's okay. Then I see this evidence. Am I willing to accept the evidence to follow where the truth leads? And I want to be that kind of person, but like Darnell, I know it's hard to do that, but that is who we want to be at Create Equal and all of our listeners. I think you too, you want to be people who follow the truth, who pursue truth. And that's what we're doing as a community, which is again, the whole point of the debrief as we're chasing truth and trying to help other people see truth together. So I think this is an important conversation to have that, and one that we'll keep coming back to again and again, not just what is the content, how do you t- what do you say to people, but what does it mean to actually have change happen and how can we facilitate that kind of change? Darnell's change was not just Ian's words, they were important, but the babies on the screen were testifying themselves to why abortion is wrong and that is impactful and that's very important. So everyone listening, again, please hit the show notes to see what Darnell was seeing. Also, we'll, um, check us on Instagram, follow our social media if you want to see maybe images of Darnell's face as he was processing seeing abortion for the first time. We'll have it there for you. So please um, subscribe to us, our, our podcast, leave us a five-star review. And for those pictures and other notes, go to our social media. We're at Debrief with us on Instagram, or you can just go to createdequal.org. Thank you for joining us. We are Created Equal, and this has been The Debrief.